0: hey welcome back to socialette this is episode 494. today I'm super excited because I am bringing in another one of my awesome launch magic alumni Madison don't she is a biologist nutrition coach and qualified educator who helps women balance their hormones and clear their symptoms naturally After struggling with hormonal symptoms herself in her early twenties, she began on a mission to educate and empower women in their own health journeys. And we're talking today about how launching a course played into this journey because for her, launching wasn't necessarily about making money. It was about being able to impact as many people as she could on that wider scale. And we talked a lot today about how she had her first launch more than a year ago and only had two people sign up initially. And then how she changed a few things And worked on the how behind the launch. She knew what to do, but she needed to work on the how a little bit to start hitting those bigger numbers and start hitting the bigger results that she wanted to see and making that impact that she wanted to have. So we're talking about the, all of the things behind the scenes of Madison's launch. We're also talking a little bit about how to manage stress in your launch and how Madison managed stress in her launch around, particularly around boundaries and around your energy. So she is one of my Launch Magic alumni. And as you know, doors to Launch Magic are open until 19th of May at 9am. So that is like less than 24 hours from when this episode airs on Wednesday. Now, If you are thinking about joining Launch Magic this round, this is your last chance to join until late 2022. You can find out everything you need to know about the program and enroll at stephtaylor.co forward slash magic. Doors do close on Thursday and then that's it until late 2022. So that's it about Launch Magic. Now let's jump into the episode. Madison, welcome to Socialette. I'm so excited to have you here as both a Launch Magic alumni and as somebody who's obviously an expert in the impact that stress can have on our bodies and our health. Because (laughs) pretty much all of us with a business or all of us thinking of doing anything that's launch related There's going to be a lot of stress involved. So I'd love to kick off by asking you, um, Madison, like, what is it that you do? And, um, what is it? What was it that you launched?
1: So I am a women's hormone specialist and naturopath and I am super passionate. Um basically I started out as a scientist and then I went into high school science teaching. So I was a science teacher for a long time, but my family um started struggling with their health and then I started struggling with my hormones a little bit as well, which kind of like pushed me into the um health space and made me really passionate about like women's hormones and that. So that's how I um wanted to join my, my teaching side of things with like my, my health side of things and create the course. So the course is, um, an eight week, uh, balance your hormones course. And it basically teaches women all of the fundamentals of being healthy that people would think is common sense, but it's not actually. Like we think we know how to eat healthy, but we very rarely are taught actually what proper nutrition looks like, what stress management looks like. Like it's not just a bubble bath and, and all of that stuff. So yeah, that's what I launched.
0: (laughs) Yeah. How did you come up with the idea for that?
1: It was just need. Um, I guess like I was working with clients one on one, and I was having lots of conversations. Um, my business actually started through YouTube. So when I was struggling with my hormones and hormonal acne and um, like PCOS and all of that, I just started my YouTube channel to um, yeah share what I was learning along my journey because I I was obviously being a scientist and like a researcher, I was able to get the answers, the reliable ones, through scientific journal articles. So. I was actually getting the answers and finding the solutions super quickly. Um, And I was just sharing it on my YouTube channel. So I was so many, like had so many people asking me very similar questions. And yeah, I was just like, I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot. And I feel like there's a lot of fundamental uh, or foundational knowledge that women need in order to, you know, have healthy lives. And it's just not being taught in schools and, and all of that. So yeah, I figured that this was like the best way to make a, a big impact, um, not just on the individual, because they're honestly learning the full spectrum of what it means to be healthy, but and like scientifically researched too, not just like your, your Instagram fads, but um, and also obviously the best way with the digital product to reach as many women across the world as possible
0: yeah, that was gonna be my next question because I know that you've mentioned um before that it was never really about the money for you. It was more about that that impact that you could have. Um, was that the reason why you chose a digital product over, let's say, like one on one work or um, some other kind of structure
1: of working with you? Absolutely, especially through YouTube. I think now I have like seventeen thousand subscribers, and it's like, if all of those, like, I was just getting so many DMs and so many comments about people being like, help me. Like, and I, I am very much an empath. So I like wanted to help everybody, but I also feel like I've over the time been able to set pretty good boundaries. And I'm like, it's impossible. Like, I can't help everybody one to one. So, um, and like, there is, even though everybody wants like the, uh, individualized approach to healthcare, because everybody's health and symptoms and everything is very different. There is still the foundation of health that is all the same, that people just don't know. They think they know, but they don't. So this was the best way to kind of, because yeah, I was just repeating myself to all my clients. So I was like, this is definitely the best way to at least get everybody to to baseline, to feeling their best selves. And then we can start thinking about thriving, I guess.
0: I never knew. I actually never knew that you were a little YouTube star. <laughs> <How> <laughs> yeah,
1: long, that's where it all started. How long did it
0: take you to go from zero to 17,000
1: subscribers? Um, So I started it in 2019 and... It's been a while, but I'm pretty sure I got my first thousand in 10 months. And that was posting a video for the first year. I posted a video every single week. Um, And then after that, it was like, yeah, pretty frequently as well. I've actually been on a YouTube break for the last year because I've been trying to, you know, scale the program and everything like that. Um, But yeah, so I think once like YouTube's just incredible in that it is a search engine and um Like the videos, it's not like Instagram where like, you know, you post something, it's in the feed for 24 hours and then people only see it if they go to your page. It's like, if people have a problem, even if they Google it, YouTube videos show up. So I, I love YouTube. I could talk about it all day, but yeah, the SEO from videos, like my most watched video that was the very first video I've ever made. And it's still like in the last 30 days, if I look at my insights, it's the most watched video still. So it's like they can continue to bring you clients forever.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's pretty incredible when you think about it like that, like that it's true evergreen content, whereas yeah. And similar to, I guess, blog posts, podcast episodes a little bit, but yeah, YouTube, I, that's probably something that I'm always like, I need to do that, but I've never quite really invested the time into it.
1: Um, it takes anyway. so long. <laughs> yeah. yeah the editing is what everything. I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about your launch. Um let's start at the end. How did it go?
1: It went really well. I'm yeah, I was just over the moon with it. I um I've launched in the past before, so this wasn't my first launch. Um but yeah, I ended up signing um signing, I don't even know what <laughs> why I said signing, enrolling, I guess, um 60 students, which is incredible. So 60 60- Amazing women, um, and yeah, which like, not that it's about the money, but the revenue um, looked pretty nice too. It was, I think, it was around thirty-six thousand dollars launch just in a week, which um, yeah, kind of felt really good. It kind of really validated the the need for the course for women.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you let's let's talk about the fact that you did this while you are
1: studying as well. Yeah, yeah, finishing my fourth degree. <laughs> I need to stop. I'm so over it,
0: (laughs) but I keep going back. Yeah. Wow. So, sorry, hang on. So you launched while you're finishing
1: your fourth degree, running a business. How? Well, fortunately, um, I think the dates with the last launch magic were just so perfect. So it started um, like 29th of November or something, and then it finished the 13th of February. And so launch week was actually my first week back at uni in my final year so it was a bit much but fortunately like first week of uni is it's only just getting started so I just kind of like put off the first few lectures until the second week and then played catch up but yeah my holidays over Christmas this year well most years actually let's be real um, were not spent holidaying it was hustling and but this Mm. time obviously it paid off and I was really thanks to launch magic like really intentional about everything that I did whereas the christmas beforehand I was launching out of like um kind of like not lack mindset in that mm-hmm. I was like oh you know, I have a health course and everybody wants to improve their health on the 1st of January. That means I don't get Christmas and I need to work, work, work and have my course. Like I just decided in December that I was like, I need to launch my course on the 1st of January or like the start of January. And it's just so much work to do, especially like, you know, obviously you talk all the time that a launch isn't just two weeks, it's like 90 days. So um, yeah, before I knew better, I was putting stupid amounts of work on myself in those two weeks to to get it up and running in the past, but it didn't perform as well.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask, so how did that launch end up going? I mean, obviously you're putting yourself under a lot of stress, which naturally leads to your launch not going as well as you want it to, but how did it go?
1: So that launch was so weird. I think I launched um, like 7th of January. So it wasn't the first because mm-hmm. I still had a bit of work to do, but in like launch week, I only oh, I can't remember if I only launched for 48 hours or if it was a week because this was like a, ages ago, a year and a half ago or so, but it, I only got like two people and I was like, what is going on? Like I know that I have thousands in my community. I know that women want this. I have people DMing me all the time. Um, like why aren't they enrolling? Um, and then the following week once doors were closed, I had like one or two people message me and were were like, oh, like, I didn't realize that doors were closed. Like, can I sign up? Is it too late? And then I put a story on Instagram. And because I was so detached from the outcome then, because I was like, I've had two people, whatever. I put a story on my Instagram being like, look, guys, I've had someone message me being like, can I quickly, you know, enroll? I understand that some people may not have seen it. So, I'm just going to open the doors. If you want it, you want it. If you don't, you don't. And because I had that like unattached energy, I had, I think I had like seven new people in So It was like more than the actual launch week, which just goes to show that's like what cemented for me that your success of your launch is primarily reliant on your energy, which is so hard to control sometimes, but that's how I kind of knew that I had to like sign up to launch magic and why I think it made such a big difference because the intent that I was coming at my launch with was from a completely different energy.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And so your first launch, you didn't do a webinar, but your second launch you did. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the the first launch, um, it kind of was like open always. So it wasn't really like there was that time restriction. I think that the first launch, I like took them through eight weeks of calls and whatnot. Um, but there wasn't like, it was still doors open if they didn't want the calls or whatever, um, Mm. to buy without and do it self-paced. But yeah, I didn't do a webinar. Um, and then yeah, the second one I did a webinar and it paid off. (laughs)
0: And how did you feel about doing the webinar? Because I know a lot of people come into their launch and they're like, I don't want to do a webinar. I don't want to do a webinar. How did you feel? Were you
1: excited or were you scared or how did, what was it? Uh, I had mixed emotions because obviously it's hard not to put a lot of pressure on it, right? And especially because I have followed a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs and I know that this is the way and, you know, webinars work. That's why everyone does them. Um, But then also, so like there was that, you know, wanting it to do well and putting so much pressure on it. But I tried not to let that turn into negative thoughts and fear and doubt because it's like that's not going to help anybody. So I just tried to like think positively and I was like all I can do is do my best and then if it doesn't work out, at least I can't because I think in previous launches, like even with like my email strategy and stuff, I was like doing it but maybe doing it to like 80% of what I was Mm -hmm. capable of as a subconscious way to be like, well, if it, if no one signs up, it's because I like could have done more, you know, that yes. strategy.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's like, we, we don't feel like we've actually failed. We're like, Oh yeah. It's just because I didn't give it a hundred percent. Anyway. Um, I absolutely know what you mean. Um, tell us, tell my listeners a little bit
1: about your little post-it notes for the webinar. Yeah. So overall, like I was really excited for the webinar. Cause I am a teacher. So I love public speaking. Um And it's been a while since I've actually been in a classroom with that many people. So I had 150 people show up live to the webinar, which was awesome. And I thrive off that kind of environment. It's like you get the nerves that you like thrive off of it. But yeah, yeah, I wrote these little like um, post-it notes and just stuck them like on the wall in front of my computer Um, and I, obviously it's been like six months since my launch, but Steph, you just reminded me about them. Um, So I've I've got them here. One of them says you're doing even better than you think you are. Um, So I just thought that was really nice. Um, And then these women want your program. They've already enrolled. They just need more info and you serving and helping them. So I think, yeah, that's
0: That's a great, that's a great little
1: affirmation. I love that one. (laughs) Yeah. So they it definitely helped, and i I know during the webinar some people want the notifications to see if any sales are rolling in. I made the decision not to look at my notifications. Um, I didn't want to know whether people were selling or not. I just decided that I was going to do the webinar for me, show up, share what I can um, and as much value as I can in that time, and enjoy the process, try and enjoy the journey, and be as detached from the outcome as I possibly could. And then, yeah, I checked my phone after the webinar and I was like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm the same, actually. I don't like seeing the notifications coming through because if there aren't as many notifications as I'd like, if not as many people are buying, then I'm wonder- I am I get really in my head about it. I'm like, what am I doing differently this webinar? Why aren't people buying? And I almost feel like I have to justify it more to the people in my webinar who are there live and that doesn't. That usually has the opposite effect because then you start acting from that lack mindset and getting kind of desperate. And people can smell that desperate energy through the internet. Um, yeah, and so you have no control. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you mentioned before that you took a you, that you've taken a year off of YouTube or you took a year off of YouTube. So where were you showing up? What content were you sharing in the lead up to your launch?
1: Um, so I was very much on Instagram. Um, I was also, I think I was doing like newsletters, um, but only now am I like now I have an assistant. So that's only now do I have like weekly newsletters that go out like on the dot. Whereas before it was like, I was juggling so many platforms. So it was kind of, you know, you got them when you got them, but I was also on, um, podcast. So I just like, um, had, I had a podcast, I like could start last year, um, but I kind of revamped it and brought it back.
0: And you were showing up consistently
1: throughout that entire time? Yeah, yeah. Um, Since, yeah, everything has gotten super busy after the launch, I um, have put the podcast on pause, but I'm definitely going to start it back up uh, this month or next. But yeah, during that time, during the launch, I was releasing a podcast episode every week.
0: Was there anything that you learned about your audience or anything that or any like ideas that you started to have after you started sharing this new kind of content in the lead up to your launch? Um, any kind of weird feedback that you got or anything like that?
1: Um, I think that a really big like aha moment I had with regards to that was a lot of people didn't know that they had the problem. And I really like how you talk about like, you know, talking about it in like your technical terms versus talking about it in your um, ideal client's words. Because, you know, people were having all of these hormonal symptoms. But then when I quizzed them or surveyed them on the Instagram stories and I was like, Uh, I think the very first question was, do you have a hormonal imbalance? And it was like, yes, unsure or no. And then I went and asked about all the symptoms. Do you have, you know, acne, do you have fatigue, all this kind of thing. Um, And it was just really crazy how many people had all of these symptoms, but they pressed, I'm not sure, for the hormonal imbalance. And I was like, that's really interesting. So that kind of, yeah, really helped, I guess, me create more. I was just, yeah, super intentional about, my content. I think module one and module two is one of the best modules in launch magic. Like it just completely changed the energy I had behind my launch, um, because I was more clear in the messaging and, and yeah. So I think just being really clear about what the problem is, what the solution is, what the transformation is really helped. And I got more engagement as a result of it.
0: Oh, awesome. Now, um, the impact of stress, let's talk about impact of stress because obviously launching is a pretty stressful event uh, for most people. Unless you've launched a couple of times, you know what you're doing. The first launch is going to feel a little bit stressful. So um, what is the impact of stress on our hormones when we're launching and why should we care?
1: So basically stress brings on all of these symptoms because our body is going into fight or flight or survival mode, which people may have heard of before. But basically your systems change the way that they perform. So for example, your heart rate speeds up because you're getting ready to, you know, fight or flight, which doesn't help you in a launch because you can't just like run away from it. Um, But like things like your digestive system gets suppressed because you know, it's not helpful when you're running away from a lion to stop and eat a sandwich. Like it's so things like that, like that's why weight gain happens when people are stressed with work and they're not giving themselves a break because their digestive system is suppressed chronically. So long-term things like women lose their periods because ovulation, it's not a good idea. Like your body knows it's a waste of energy and a waste of eggs to ovulate when you're in a dangerous situation because A successful pregnancy isn't likely. And if it is, you're not going to be, you know, in a good position to look after that offspring. So it's just a big waste of energy. So all these things internally, um, like switch on and off in order to get us in this mode. And most like it's very common in today's society for us to just stay in that mode, um, long term, which is where like all of the health implications can end up happening. But in terms of short term in your launch, um, that, can like bring on more anxiety. It can bring on more doubt. Um, It can, you know, interrupt your quality of sleep. Even if you think, oh no, my sleep is fine. I still get, you know, eight, nine hours a a night. Is that quality sleep? Like, are you actually processing things properly? Because that's when your brain does a lot of the processing. So, it's like all of those little things that it actually ends up making you, and you show up, you know, not in the best energy when you're stressed because you are in that lack mindset too. So it's like all of these little things play into it and they're so normal to us that we don't realize how much of an effect they're having. So it's like, yeah, it was a really big thing. I have been in burnout before. So it was a really big thing for me to really do what I can and put the boundaries in place to not get to that stage because it's really hard to to launch and be happy about something and come with it with the right energy, um, even just answering DMs and that kind of thing when you are just exhausted.
0: <laughs> I can relate to that so much. Uh, I'm curious to know like, what boundaries did you put into place and how, especially probably in that first launch where it wasn't maybe going as well as you'd wanted it to, um, how did you let that not get to you and not stress you out And yeah, and what boundaries did you put into place?
1: Uh, So the first launch definitely did get to me. Um, You know, I'm only human and it did, um, but it was all about I guess that's why they say you shouldn't be in this for the money because I knew that women needed this information whether like one way or another it had to be a course because I know that it was needed. Um, and so, that always, I guess, kept me coming back because I was like, this idea can't not work. Like, it has to work because it's it's needed in this world. So, I just had to figure out the how. Um, and so, yeah, in between those, my course went um, over, went like a big revamp. Like, I completely, um, a lot of, I kept a lot of the foundational um, material and then just like added heaps of useful stuff. And like, Um, yeah, changed the messaging and everything like that, like even changed the name. Um, And I think that that also had like a big, uh, it was really helpful in helping people know that it's for them because I like essentially niched down, which, um, yeah, is super important. I'm sure a lot of people will know why that's very important. Um, So they were all like the little changes that I I made since that first launch um, because I just... Yeah, if if people know that it's something that is needed, they're not doing it for like their own personal gain. They're just like, you know, this is a, a product that's needed. You just have to find out the how. Like, you just have to find out how to, how it works. And um, yeah, I think that's like why I was hesitant to like join launch magic because I thought that I was doing all the right things. Like I knew that I had to have a webinar. I already had like lead magnets and I was, I even like messaged you and I was like, Steph, can this really help me? Like I'm already doing the things, but I think it was how I was doing the things. Cause it's not all about what you do. It's about how you do it as well. Um, so yeah, that's like to answer that first question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the boundaries in place for this launch, um, It was a lot of work and I did definitely work overtime. I'm not going to lie. Like I wasn't perfect, but I also knew that rest is productive. Like I know that now. And like if I wasn't, like say that I was writing my sales page and it just, and I was exhausted and I wasn't in the right energy, I knew that it would be better for me to rest, take the afternoon off and then do it again fresh the next morning rather than like powering through it because the work is never as good when you're doing it from that energy. Um, and another big thing I did was hire an assistant, which oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a game
0: changer, right? Like as soon as you start bringing people into your team, you're like, "What? I can this this can just get done,
1: and I don't have to
0: do it." What? And it's amazing. It yeah. feels it feels so it
1: feels good. So good. <laughs> I was like, uh, in like um, hindsight, I was like, "How was I ever going to get all of this done by myself? Like, am I crazy?" <laughs> Yeah. I know, but
0: that can be such a scary investment to make, especially. So did you did you hire your assistant before you had the launch?
1: Um, I think I hired her at the start of January. So I was um a month into launch magic. We still had like well, maybe it was a little bit more than a month. Yeah, we still had about a month and a half until the launch.
0: So you hired her before you'd even seen the financial results. Oh yeah, of launching. How did that feel?
1: Um, I think it's like so hard because I was trying to justify it logically. Like, you know, a lot of us say, I can't hire an assistant until like, say that you only want to pay your assistant. Like you only want a few hours. So you do like a hundred dollars a week or something. It's like, I only want to do that when I'm earning a hundred dollars more a week to justify that cost or yeah, little things like that. Um, So I guess at the start, I was really trying to find that money in, money out justification but at the end of the day I just needed to see it as like yeah I guess I pay myself like I need to make money from this business so why not like save that the hours that I'm doing for things that only I can do and anything like you know writing emails or whatever that like means um if they can do it better, especially because my assistant is a writer, so she can write better than me anyway. And it takes her like half the time. So when you like put that into perspective, especially when like you, because that's what they say, hire people who are better at those things than you are. And then it just takes half the time and actually ends up like saving you money.
0: Yeah, that's, I think that's so true. It's like you, you have to, it's almost like um, you're investing based on, The future results you haven't got yet, because when you put, when you back yourself like that extra hundred dollars a week and you have that extra hundred dollars a week of free time, especially if it takes them half the time to do what you would be doing, you've now got all this extra time that you can go and do. uh, You can go and work on your business. You can work on income producing activities and you so easily make that hundred dollars a week, but you can't make
1: it by doing what you've always done. Absolutely. And I think with, the email marketing and launch magic i wanted it to be so intentional i wanted it to hit all of those different like things that it needed to hit and i know that like yeah i would have overthought i think a lot of it is overthinking as well if i write the emails i overthink it so much because i just accidentally put too much like emotional attachment on every single email like this one has to work or whatever but um i think like when she writes it It's like in the same tone and the same messaging and the same intention as when I write it, but she just doesn't have that emotional attachment as much to it. So it's just like a completely new way of doing things. It's like so good.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love it. Now let's talk about like what didn't go to plan in your launch. Was there anything in this most recent launch that didn't go to plan or didn't go as well as you wanted it to?
1: Uh, I think just probably my energy energy during launch week, it just goes back to like those notifications on like the webinar, even though I didn't have mine turned on and webinar day was a great day for me. Um, you know, just it's that waiting. It's that like how many like women are joining today and, you know, like I don't know, I just it's the suspense. It's I would be interested if anyone can say that 100% it doesn't get to them at that, like, you know in some way. Um, And I think that I left my Instagram strategy kind of last minute. I mean, not of choice of my own. I was doing so many things to prepare for the launch, obviously. But I just thought, you know, like it's Instagram. I'll just um, show up on stories on the day and talk about it. And and I had like ideas of things that I want to talk about. But I think maybe so that my energy didn't sway while presenting those stories or while writing those posts and stuff, hands down, I would like prepare it beforehand because yeah, I think if anyone takes anything away from this podcast episode, it's that like energy is just, it sounds like such a woohoo thing to say, but it's so true. Like I was doing a lot of the right things before launch magic, but um, yeah, the messaging changed, the energy changed, the intent changed and that's what i think was down to my success.
0: Yeah, and there's so much to be said for like going into a launch feeling excited, feeling happy, feeling prepared versus going into a launch when you're feeling burnt out, you're feeling stressed, you're you're kind of scattered. I also notice i you know like i've launched the same products multiple times and I have my, my messaging so dialed in for some of them that it's like, when a launch doesn't go as well as other launches, I'm like, huh, okay. I know why, because I was exhausted. I've done a million things this year. Like that's what, that's what was going into the launch. How could I expect to get anything out of the launch that was better than the energy going into it? Um, so yeah, hundred percent. I get that. Um, and I think you're right. Like it definitely, looking at those numbers definitely affects all of us. Um, I still have moments where I'm sitting there like refreshing the sales list. Like this is weird. Like why is People should be buying now. Like there's a bonus expiring. Why aren't they buying? Or like, why is it slower than I was expecting? And then I start to get into my head about what am I not doing right? (gasps) Did that email go out? Then I'm like, check that. My emails have all gone out. Oh, it went out. Why did only this many people click? And it becomes a spiral of negative energy. Um, When, if we just think about it, hey, like, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm still getting to help this many people. That's kind of cool. Regardless of what the dollar figure is at the end, we're still getting to help this many people. Um, So is there anything that you think you'll do
1: differently in your next launch? Um, I think it's funny because like I need to take my own advice, but like (laughs) on that like note, launches go better when you've made time for them or like when you're not rushing them because I feel like that rush energy it's that urgency which is then that lack mindset again yeah. like you know whether it's a lack of time or uh, why are you trying to launch sooner like what are you trying why are you trying to hurry in those women or hurry in that money or um, yeah I don't know I have um, a tendency of wanting things done when I want things done. And, you know, this is when I want, this is the month I want to launch this. And um I think I just need to like slow down to make sure that I have the right energy be- behind things because I think like if I rush into it, um, it's just not going to have the right spin on it yeah. when I, so that's what I'm trying to, I want to like launch at the end of this month, but then also I'm like, I just, I can feel it in myself that like, I need to put more work into the energy behind it rather than just like throwing it out there. Um, Yeah. So that's probably like a big thing that I am like trying to like coach myself through is I'm like, yes, I want to launch on this date, but is that actually the best idea or should I, yeah, wait a little bit?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And there's such a fine line. I think. We, because I'm, I'm always like, no, don't procrastinate your launch, don't procrastinate your launch. But when you have that awareness of your energy that's going into it, when you have already launched before, and you like, you're not procrastinating it because you're afraid of the launch, you're not procrastinating it because you don't think you're ready, you're not procrastinating it um, for any of the the reasons that aren't valid. Let's put it that way. I mean, any reason's valid, but it's not. You're not procrastinating it for a reason that's made up. Fear based. Purely- fear-based exactly yeah. yeah um you're procrastinating it because or you're pushing it back because you're like I don't think I'm in that right energy right now. That's a good decision that's coming from that's coming from a place of abundance really whereas coming from a place of lack would be like oh, I have to launch now because I need the money or I have to launch now because otherwise I'm procrastinating it. Um yeah so I think sure. there is there is like there's definitely something to say for having the wisdom to know when you're procrastinating it out
1: of fear or when you're procrastinating it from a place of love of abundance of good things yeah being really honest with yourself and like just having that self awareness just as an entrepreneur in general is so important to like pull yourself so out on it. yeah i know <laughs> but it's like so necessary that's why like yeah i know you're a big avid reader like reading has just been so incredible for opening up my mindset to different perspectives and, and that kind of thing. But like in terms of procrastinating, I, I loved the calls with launch magic. Like I just think that they were invaluable. And I've never done a, a group program before because I'm usually like, I, I'm sure you can probably guess I'm the type that's like self-paced, go, go, go. Like I am the type <laughs> that if I buy a course, like I will do it. Like I'm, I'm very self-motivated. And that's why I thought that like, I don't know, group programs, I just wasn't going to get as much out of them, but I was so wrong. Like the, the calls were good to kind of hold everybody accountable. And um, yeah, I just like, I I was just really um I don't know exceeded my expectations like how open you were as well on those calls like we could you're literally, literally like an open book like we could just ask you anything it was like having um yeah like a business coach I guess for the um for the like I don't know signing up for a course and getting a business coach is a pretty good
0: <laughs> trade off <laughs> oh, I love that oh, that leads me beautifully into my last question for you which is going to be if for somebody who's sitting on the fence thinking about joining launch magic, but isn't sure, what would you say to them?
1: I would say to them that like, it's been a game changer for me, but I totally understand like, you know, the fear of signing up to anything. It is a risk and you need to commit to yourself. And like launch magic was probably three, almost three times the price of any other course I'd enrolled in. Um, And, you know, like that's, a big thing considering that before launch magic, I thought that I already knew the watch. I already knew the steps I, but there was that thing missing. And I just, I think I followed you Steph for like a good year and a half before I ever like, you know, did any of your products or anything like that. But there was just that part of me that told me that this, this would be the answer. This would show me the missing link. Um, And I'm so glad that I like trusted my intuition because obviously it was. And, yeah, I just think that the way that you teach everything and kind of like the spin you put on it, even if it is something like, you know, let's talk about the the content or the messaging or your ideal client and everyone kind of like thinks that they know everything about that and rolls their eyes and is like, I know my ideal client. It's like the way that you get us to do it through launch magic is something special and I think that that's what really contributed to my energy so thank you
0: (laughs) yay oh thank you Madison where can our people our listeners find you and connect with you if they're interested in learning more about balancing their hormones and being less stressed and happy
1: (laughs) absolutely come be healthy and happy with me um so over on Instagram I am just Madison don't so m-a-d-i-s-o-n just one d and then my surname is d-o-h-n-t um that's me on YouTube as well. So you're more than welcome to go and binge my YouTube videos. Um and yeah, you can from my Instagram and, and that's my website as well, MadisonDone.com, you can find all the podcasts and all the other free ebooks and things that you want to find. So yeah,
0: that's a good start. Awesome. We will <laughs> pop those all in the show notes. Thank you so much for sharing everything about your launch. I really appreciate how transparent you were and how honest you were with everything you've talked about today. So thank you so much.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Steph.